Father, we um, we are gathered here in your name this morning, Lord. And we know, God, that you are here. God, we, we repent right now. I repent right now. I confess, God, that I live this life so much in my own ability. God, that there are days that go by that I really don't put myself in a place to be dependent on you. God, I understand this, that if the mission of Jesus is going to happen, if you're going to be glorified in all the earth, then that's not humanly possible. If our brokenness is going to be healed, that the fullness of Christ can be seen in the world, then God, that's not humanly possible. Father, our minds have been wired in so many ways to just accept status quo and to just exist in dead religion. God, we need you to move. You are the living God. There is no greater name in heaven on earth in this universe and God you are worthy of our worship you are worthy of our praise and God we need you today I pray Lord that every person in here called by your name, Lord. Every person in here who is a follower of Jesus would cast themselves at your feet. Father, that we would offer our lives as a living sacrifice, God. And that right now, right here this morning, God, you would set our hearts on fire as we offer them to you, everything we have, God, offered to you, Lord. Lord, this world has nothing of eternal value to offer us. It's all found in you, God, that we would offer it all to you, Lord. Whatever, whatever, Lord, um, achievements we think we've attained or aspirations or ambitions that we have, God, that we would lay them at your feet. That right now we'd be able to lay our children at your feet, our spouses at your feet, our crowning achievements, our crowns at your feet, our hearts, all of our being at your feet and that you would set our hearts on fire, the living sacrifices, God, that you would 
burn those through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, you are a consuming fire. Would you consume us in this place this morning? Lord, I pray right now for strongholds to come down. In Jesus' name, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that walls would fall down. God, I pray right now that walls of bitterness would fall, that walls of unforgiveness would fall, that walls of anger will fall, that walls of lust will fall, that walls of adultery, God, would fall, that walls, God, um, uh, of irreconcilable relationships, God, that they would fall, that walls of addiction would fall, that walls, God, that hinder us from following you, the idols that we worship, that those idols would tumble, that they would fall, that they would be like the God Dagon in the presence of the, the, the ark in the Old Testament. When they took the ark and they placed it in their pagan temple and the next day they came and the statue had fallen and it was busted to pieces and God, the ark was there. God, that all of our idols, everything else that we worship, God, that they would fall, Lord, that they would be pulled down this morning. And that you, God, would be worshipped in the way that you deserve to be worshipped, God. That all of our lives would be given to you, Lord. God, that you would set us on fire today. Our hearts on fire today. Our spirits on fire today. So that it would not be contained in this room but that it would continue to burn long after we leave this place. God, that we would taste your presence in such a way that, God, we would, know, we would desire it, we would long for it, that we wouldn't allow anything to stand in the way of us being in your presence, God. God, we lift our expectations, our anticipation of you to move, Lord. We're going we're to keep singing in just a minute, but right now, listen, I want to ask you this. There's a wall that's coming down in your life. You can feel, listen, you can sense, not just an emotion, but you can sense that the Holy Spirit of God is pressing on something in your heart. It's like a, it's a wall that he's pressing on in your heart that needs to fall, that needs to crumble. For somebody, it's a wall of fear. For somebody, it's a wall of bitterness. For somebody, it's a wall of selfish ambition. You're just so driven and it's wrecking your life and you want peace, but you can't stop. You can't shut your mind down. And God's pushing on that. He's trying to speak peace into your life, but you're fighting it and you're resisting it. For some of you, listen, it's a wall in your marriage. For some of you, you need to grab hold of your wife's hand. And you need to let her know, I'm going to fight this battle. I'm not giving up. Whatever God is pushing on today, I, the prayer is, the expectation, the anticipation is that the God of the universe is pulling those things down, whatever it is that's hindering you. And listen, we're, we're about to continue to sing and we're going to praise him. But, but right now, I'm asking you, 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 you know this. I'm, I'm going to ask you to come and you take a step of faith 
and you come for prayer, we're going to pray for you. I don't want anybody that comes up here to miss an opportunity for God to work. And we're going to pray and we're going to begin to pull down. The Bible says our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not human. But, but they're, they're spiritual in nature. They're powerful in nature. They have the power to pull down strongholds, these empty ways of thinking and living. And, and we're going to believe that today. We're going to pray that today. We're going to throw ourselves completely dependent at the feet of Christ today, trusting that the Holy Spirit will move in our lives in a way that sets us free, that the walls come down, that a fire is lit that carries us on from this place, that every day for the rest of our lives, we would spend them stirring that flame into a fire. And so right now I'm going to ask you, you know, there's something that the Holy Spirit is pushing on in your life. I'm going to ask you to come here and I'm going to ask you to become dependent on the Holy Spirit to work in your life, to lay that at his feet. So you come and you move and let's pray for each other. Let's begin to pray and ask God to move in our lives. She come. prayer folks, our connect group leaders, if you're not up here praying for yourself or, or for prayer, I want you to come and begin to pray for these folks. Begin to pray for these folks. God, make us dependent, Lord. Lord, we lay it at your feet. We lay it at your feet, our ambition, our goals. Our desires, we lay them at your feet, Lord, that you would become our one and only desire. Some of you still need to move. I listen, I'm going to put on my coach's hat right now, and I'm not going to let you settle for less than what God is wanting to do in your life. The Holy Spirit is pushing on something in your heart, and it's time to respond. It's time to quit playing it safe. It's time to quit worrying about people thinking of this or thinking that. And there's something stirring in your heart, and you need to take a step of faith to come. Maybe today, look, for you, it's just coming to say, I need more of God. I need more of the Holy Spirit in my life. I, I just want to surrender more of me to have more of him. I, I want to become less so that he can become more. The Bible tells us that if we ask, that we'll receive. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, the door will be open. And in Luke he tells us that when Jesus was saying that, he was saying that that's what God does with the Holy Spirit. That when we ask, when we seek, when we knock, that he gives us the Holy Spirit. He even says, you, if, if your son asks you for a, a loaf of bread, you wouldn't give him a stone. If he asks you for a fish, you wouldn't give him a snake. He says, how much more will the, God, the Father, give you the Holy Spirit when you ask? Father, we pray, pray that you'll just move, Lord, in our hearts. We surrender these things to you. We thank you, God, that you move, Lord. We thank you that you move.
Lord, just fan us into a flame that continues to burn, Lord. A flame that continues to burn long after we leave this place, Lord. God, would you open our eyes, give us spiritual eyes to see, Lord, who you are. Give us spiritual ears to hear, Lord, what the Spirit's saying. Give us spiritual hearts, Lord, new hearts, God, that desire you more. Let our desires be for you, Lord. Let your love overflow in our hearts and in our lives, Jesus. We thank you, God. Matthew 28 says this, the very end, it says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And listen, it says, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Verse 17, it says, they saw him in worship, but some doubted. Here's the thing I, I believe about that. I don't believe that they were doubting whether or not it was Jesus. The Bible tells us that he had given them many convincing proofs. He had given them many convincing proofs. I don't think they were doubting, well, is this really Jesus? I think they were doubting, is this going to work? Is this going to work? If you want to be seated, you can. I don't want this to be like a torture. Is this going to work? Because here's what they knew. They knew this that the things that he has called us to do and the mission he has called us to accomplish cannot be done without Jesus. I'm gonna say this again. I believe the reason they doubted was because they wondered, is this going to work? That the mission they had been called to, the things they had been called to do, they knew that it was impossible without Jesus and yet Jesus was about to leave them he was about to go away and he had promised them that he would send another he had promised them that he would send a helper he had promised them that he wouldn't leave them as orphans even in this verse he says and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age and yet here's the thing we look at and we see he's leaving they knew in their heart that they could not accomplish this without Jesus and we have hindsight to look back and see that, that Jesus did what he promised that the father did what he promised that he sent the Holy Spirit to empower them to carry out Jesus's mission but they knew we cannot do what God's called us to do apart from the Holy Spirit of God. And so here's the thing, guys. How have we, as churches, as a church, how have we, as followers of Jesus, come to a place now where in our daily lives, we think we can do this without him. How have we gotten to a place 
where so many times we make our own plans, but we never consult Him. We make our own strategies, but we never consult Him. We make our plans and we ask Him to bless them instead of going to Him and asking Him, God, what's your plan? I know this, and we've been talking about this, this uh, clear call to follow Jesus, this last crack in this foundation we've been talking about. And I know this, y'all. I know this. That there is no way we can accomplish God's purposes on this earth apart from the Holy Spirit working. It was so essential. It was so essential, y'all, that Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, he said, go and wait. He says, don't depart until you've received what I promised. He tells us that. They didn't even know exactly what it was going to be like. They didn't know exactly how it was going to work. But when we read in Acts chapter 1, he tells us that Luke tells us as he's writing this that they all joined together constantly in prayer. Luke tells us in Luke 24 that they were praising God and worshiping him constantly. It says along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, they were all praying constantly, seeking, asking, knocking constantly. Why? It goes on. It's not just there before the Spirit came. It's all throughout the book of Acts and throughout Scripture. There was a prayer and a cry. God, we need your Spirit. And listen, Satan is so crafty, so crafty that for many of us in our background, the Holy Spirit has been associated with things that are just spooky, spiritual, kooky things. I'm not looking for spooky, spiritual, kooky. I'm just interested in the power of God to do what he's called us to do. It doesn't mean we lose our integrity. It doesn't mean we lose our character, but it might mean we have to become undignified, unashamedly dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Not having to be weird, but having to be hungry, having to be thirsty, knowing that Jesus said, come to me all of you who thirst, That all who come who are thirsty, Matthew 5, 4 tells us that all who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. That we as a church and as individuals have to come to a place if we think we're going to live out this life. If we're going to glorify God's name in our own life and in the church. If we're going to see the earth filled with the power of God. That all the earth would sing his praise. That the world is reconciled back to the Father through Jesus. And it's filled with people who are singing his praise. We have to realize it will only happen when we hunger and thirst for righteousness and we're filled. There's two thoughts, probably opening a can here, but there's two thoughts when it comes to the Holy Spirit many times. One of them is this, that there's a second experience of the Holy Spirit that happens after salvation in which you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, you receive all of the Holy Spirit. That's one line of thought. The other line of thought you most commonly hear is this, that once you come to faith and 
you believe on Jesus, that you receive all of the Holy Spirit, and I've heard people say this, when you receive him, that you receive all the spirit that you're ever gonna need. Well, I'm gonna propose a third option that I believe is much more in line with scripture. And that is this, that it's not a one time at faith when you come to Jesus and you come to faith and you receive the Holy Spirit. And it's not a second time of faith where you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's a continual thing of faith where the Spirit is constantly filling you and rivers of living water are flowing out of you. Ephesians 5.18 tells us this. It says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. The way it's written in Greek is it literally means be being filled. A constant presence of God working in us, working through us, working on our behalf. But our eyes have been blinded and our hearts have become numb to our dependency and our need for the Spirit of God. And the one thing today, the one thing today that was on my heart is the power of the Holy Spirit and our dependency on Him. We need to leave this place today more dependent. We need to leave this place today more hungry. We need to leave this place today more thirsty. We need to leave this place today with more resolve to, to complete the mission dependent on God. Listen, why is it that the church looks to places outside of God to do what the church should be doing in the power of God? We talked about this in my connect group, but People are flipping out because Chick-fil-A took some of their funding away from Christian ministries. When did the church need to depend on the chicken sandwich to do what he's called us to do? Well, why, why do we flip out when things like this happen? We talked about it because we were all the same way. We were all like, man, you believe this happened. It was kind of a, a downer. Everybody got upset when Kanye supposedly came to faith and maybe he did, maybe, I don't know, I don't know his heart. And we said, we don't need Kanye to advance the gospel. We don't need his platform to advance the gospel, but then Chick-fil-A takes away some money and we go, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Guys, God has given us in Christ and in his spirit, everything that we could ever need for life and godliness. That's what the word says. But it's not found in my wisdom. The Bible says that it's the wisdom of God confounds the wisdom of the world. It's not found in my strategy. It's not found in my five-year plan. It's not found in my, my 401k. It's not found in all my investments, all my work, all my effort, and all these things. It's found in one place. His name is Jesus. And if we, church, become a dependent church, if we become a church that cries out to God, if we begin to pray prayers that pull down, that pull down the kingdom of darkness so that the kingdom of light can grow, that the kingdom of light can be seen. I wanna, I wanna pray this prayer that's in Acts chapter four and then we're gonna do what I said we're gonna do a long time ago, we're gonna sing. 
Peter and John had been arrested. They were being persecuted for healing, the healing of a man that took place as God worked through them to heal this man. They threatened them and told them, you, you can't teach in this name anymore. They pretty much said, it's up to you who you obey, but we're gonna obey God. When they let them go, it says Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. It says when they gathered together, they raised their voices together in prayer. I'm gonna ask you if you will, will you stand for this please? Let's just stand together and with one heart, let's pray this. You, you may not have these words in front of you and I'm gonna add some to them. But listen, one heart, pray, pray this together. If you, if you can lift your hands, let's, let's just begin to lift in surrender as an act of dependency, as an act of surrender saying, God, we need you. Father, together, we, we come together and raise our voices in prayer to you. Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. God, you created it all. You sustain it all. And in this, we recognize your power. In this, we recognize your authority. In this, we recognize that you are a sustainer of all life and all the earth, God. And we thank you for that. We recognize that every power and principality has been put under the feet of Christ and that he has given us all authority in heaven and earth. And it's in his name, God, that right now we come to you and we pray these things, Lord. God, you spoke in times past through, through the mouth of your servant, David. You spoke through the mouths of your prophets, Lord. And you told us what was to come. You spoke of the Messiah, the anointed one who would come to save. And God, along with David, we, 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 we believe this, that the nations, Lord, that the nations rage and peoples, they plot in vain because you are the sovereign, you are in control. God, that the kings of the earth, the rulers of the earth, the politicians of the earth rise up and the rulers band together and people band together against you, Lord, against your anointed one, but you've already won the victory. That even when Herod and Pontius Pilate met together, with Gentiles and with the Jews in Jerusalem to conspire against Jesus. God, they did what you in your power allowed them to do. But God, you had a better plan, a way of salvation that Jesus would take our sin upon himself that they would put him on a cross even though he really put himself there, God. And that he took our sin and he took your wrath and he died so we could live and your spirit resurrected him, God. We thank you for that. And when, as we sang earlier, the, the stone rolled away. And he came out, God. He defeated the enemy forever. But Lord, we know the enemy still threatens. He accuses. He tries to condemn God. Lord, we know that you know those threats, God. 
And right now, we declare that you are greater than those threats, Lord. Do you consider those threats? And God, would you enable your servants, your people, the people called by your name to speak your word with great boldness, God? Would you give us courage to love boldly? Would you give us courage to share boldly? Would you give us courage to live boldly? Would you give us strength to stand firmly in a world that wants to pull us away from you, God? Would you allow us to be that community? God, as we cry out to you in dependence, living dependently on you, trusting you, God, to do all that you've promised. Lord, would you stretch out your hand to heal Would you stretch out your hand to perform signs? Would you stretch out your hand to perform wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus? Lord, we worship a living God. God, I pray our anticipation, our expectation of you moving in our lives would change and that God our dependence on you would grow this mission is too big for us to do this Lord in our own strength would you strengthen every person in this room Lord as they turn their hearts to you I know this God that in the name of Jesus every chain that holds us back can be broken so that we not can live for ourselves, but so that we can live for you. Not so we can live in freedom to do what we want to do, but that we can find the freedom to do, God, what we were created to do. And we'll worship you for it, Jesus. I pray that the worship we're about to give you, God, that it would be pleasing as we lay our lives continually at your feet.